0: Everyone, welcome back to the next episode of the Charter School Connection podcast. Today is Friday, uh, 14th of April, and I'm Jared. I'm here with a new guest speaker that we have, uh, Dale.
1: Good morning, Jared. Nice to be here.
0: Great to have you. Um, So you represent HealthWorks Academies, which uh, does a little bit um, of a unique uh, function for students. Is that right?
1: That's right. Um, we are a talent pipeline program um, in the health sciences. So we are a high school to hire program. And um, we have three goals. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization with, uh, with, and our mission includes three goals, increasing the number of students going into the health sciences as in careers, uh, building diversity in our next generation talent, and including the, um, the leadership skills that are required for success in, in um, next-generation talent, you know, communication, ownership of the whole, commitment to excellence, teamwork, all of those things that contribute to high-performing teams. And we feel that like that's a, an important component for high school students to know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, getting guidance at a uh, an early age can be very impactful to having a, a wonderful career and a great life long-term. So you had founded HealthWorks Academies yourself, is that correct?
1: Yes, I did.
0: What was uh, your motivation and kind of like the pathway to starting HealthWorks?
1: You know, my the vast majority of my career has been in healthcare, and um, back about fifteen years ago, um, it occurred to me, and and particularly um, working in internal medicine, where about fifty five percent of our our uh, patient population was geriatric and understanding that um, what the future looked like in 2020 and beyond, that um, a third of the nation's physicians would be over the age of 65. That was pretty scary because we didn't have a sufficient pipeline to replace them, but also to, um, to address the the, um, adv- the escalating needs. We have a senior population that's living longer and more of them and the highest population that accesses healthcare. So that was really the genesis for, for HealthWorks Academies. And then what I recognized was um, we have an unsustainable cost trajectory. Um, we have uh, a decline in students graduating from STEM programs in college. You know, we've told kids that you know, they have to graduate from college and you know, they'll, they'll have a great career. Um, but STEM is hard. And so when they go to to college um, programs in STEM, the dropout rate is very high and particularly for um, black and Hispanic students. And yet in the health sciences, we need a population of professionals that reflects the populations we serve. And currently uh, we don't have that and it shows up in the disparities in healthcare. And so our mission is to, number one, introduce students to um, careers in clinical medicine, biopharma, medical devices, healthcare technology, um, graduate-level research, um, behavioral health, um, uh, business uh, and finance in healthcare, which is very different from most industries, and healthcare law. And so we represent a a wide uh, umbrella, if you will, of the healthcare industries. And there are thousands of careers in these industries that students in high school know nothing about.
0: So you foresaw a need like way way out into the future to, I guess, supply like a large pool of adequate, well-trained and diversified individuals to kind of fulfill that need, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How, How long ago would you say you kind of had that realization
1: Oh boy, um, the first the first awareness was 2006. Um, you know, looking at the trajectory for the population, the, the aging population, um, growth of diverse populations. You know, we have um, we have several um, minority majority states now, um, where minority populations have grown exponentially, and so now the minorities are actually the majority in those states. And um, but if you look at the um the the um, the professional talent in the health sciences, you know, if you um it, it's not a match. And you know, if you're looking for a doctor, you're looking for healthcare, is personal, right? And and so um there's trust and there's an implicit trust and buy-in and acceptance, it's an inherent adherence um, when your professional looks like you. Um, you know, it's a very different experience, and um, you know, for many of us, it hasn't been an issue, but for many of us, it has. And so, we want to level the playing field and and make sure that students of all backgrounds have access to these careers. And we like to say, if you you know, if you can't see it, you can't be it, right? Um, so for those students who Um, don't have somebody in their sphere of influence. And I would argue that not any student has somebody in their sphere of influence in all of those industries, right? So if you want to go into, you know, if you have somebody in clinical medicine, that's great. But if you want to go into healthcare technology, they might might not be able to help you, right? So so what we do is we uh, source industries in all of those um, uh, practice areas and connect them with students and um, and create a, a talent pipeline um
0: so. Gotcha um so I'm, I'm a little curious a little bit more about how you guys work individually with the students is your program something that the students seek out and reach out to you on their own or are you guys kind of I guess contracted by a high school that utilizes your services to aid their students
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> we work directly with schools, okay. And we connect high schools and industry. And uh, we will go into a school. We do have a, a four year STEM curriculum that's embedded with problem based learning and social emotional learning. Um, that has been difficult, honestly, for students to for schools to adopt after COVID because the residual effect of COVID has been, you know, really tough on teachers. But we do have a, um, a, a, a curriculum that's written to Pennsylvania standards. Um, but, uh, and we have a suite of offerings so that the um, curriculum is not mandatory, um, it is optional. Uh, but what we do is we offer a suite of panels. Um, we have our masterclass panel, which is one company that, um, that populates a panel in a certain industry and different careers in that industry. And uh, in a 90-minute program, we bring that to virtually to the school. And what the students walk in with and what they walk out with after 90 minutes is a game-changer. They see a whole different future. They, they have professionals who talk about their time in high school and what it was like and, um, and where they went to school and what they were thinking at the time and then how they transformed their careers into what they're doing now. And um, and the the learning and um, the um, the ability to um, transfer skills um, and things that they can actionable steps that they can be doing now in high school to um, improve the trajectory and the velocity of their careers uh, is is really invaluable. We have our industry panels, which is um, uh, made up of professionals from different companies talking about their careers around a certain industry. We have panels around um, going to college or not to college and different opportunities for paying for for post-secondary education and and avenues that students can take and places to think from. Um, There are many, many companies that will support your education. Uh, There are companies for whom nobody pays for an MBA. Uh, which a lot of students don't know. You know, they take on a lot of debt, not realizing that companies will pay. You know, for your uh, for your advancement. Um, so we want to share all of those um, opportunities with students, so that they know what the landscape looks like when they're making their post secondary um, education and, and career um, decisions.
0: Sounds like you guys provide a lot of answers to questions that students may not even know they have.
1: Exactly. So in addition to, um, you know, if you don't, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So obviously, if you don't know that these careers exist, you don't you, you don't have the opportunity to create that pathway. Mm-hmm. But um, but between high school and career, there are a lot of opportunities that students don't know and they don't know what they don't know. So uh, this is an opportunity uh, to share with them what other people have done that the. the paths that they've taken, what they thought they had to do with a particular um, degree, and how they um, transferred those skills into an industry they never thought that they would work in, and and doing really, really meaningful work, um, and and the stories of, you know, what they've accomplished is just amazing.
0: That's great. Um... I was I was curious if you have like any kind of success stories or examples of a student that you might that you might know. Um, is that something that I might be able to ask about?
1: Sure. Um, well, one of the things, in addition to the panel programs, and we have a whole suite of those, um, we have a mentoring program, and that's um, and that follows the um, the panel presentations where students have more of an idea of where what direction they want to go um, after high school. And, um, and our program is geared uh, for grades 9 through 12. So, you know, over that four-year period, they have experience of a of great many industries and professionals and stories. And so by the time they're ready to make those um, post-secondary decisions, they have a wealth of background to draw from um, to assist, you know, in their, uh, in their, in their decisions and, and um, what industries they want, you know, to, to, and careers they want to follow but in the um, in the mentoring program uh, they get a one-on-one uh, program for a number of weeks with an industry professional and um, and I'll give you an example we had a senior who um, who loved math and loved technology wasn't quite sure uh, how to meld the two or what a career would look like and um, we had uh, Exposure to um, the vice president of supply chain in pharmaceuticals, and um, and he became his mentor, and saw the the combination of math and technology and how it was applied in supply chain, and this was on the heels of the pandemic when the supply chain was really you know challenging, right? So so that was a, a great learning opportunity. And now that he's graduated from college, uh, from high school, he's in college, has gone to see the, the company in person and do the tour and see, you know, what they produce and and what a day in the life looks like. And now he'll be doing a paid internship this summer.
0: Well, that's and, awesome. Uh,
1: and, and it's the hope of the, uh, you know, the executive and the company that he'll continue his education and stay connected with the company and ultimately work there.
0: Well, that's incredible, and it almost sounds like you're also doing a service for the industry, right? You are kind of giving them easier access to quality individuals that they would be willing to invest in to, uh, you know, further their endeavors as a as, as a company.
1: Absolutely, uh, we um, we consider ourselves a bridge. So, if you think of high school in a silo, you think of industry in a silo, um, but. But really, the industry is, you know, industries are growing, the trends are, are changing, the needs are changing, and they need a constant pipeline of talent, particularly with the decline in STEM um, graduates in college. And so there's great competition for professionals uh, across the board in, in all of those industries that I spoke about. Um, and one emerging um, technology is cell and gene therapy, which you know is, is very competitive um, for talent. And um, you know, talk about cell and gene therapy to a high school student, or counselor, teacher, principal, superintendent—they typically don't know what that means. Um, so you know, so so our industry partners are really important because they inform us of the trends and what they need and where the deficiencies are and the direction that they're going. And then we communicate that to our schools and our students to let them know where the demands are and how to prepare for them and then connect them through the, the, um, the panel discussions so that they can hear from the professionals, you know, what those careers look like, but also what the future looks like. And um, and so being a bridge, we connect, um, you know, stakeholders on um, on both sides and, um, and provide a, a valuable service, both for our schools and for our industry partners.
0: Um, with your description of being a bridge, I think that's a great analogy and an incredible service. I'm curious to know if you guys are more active on one side versus the other. So do you kind of interact more so with students during the high school period? or after they graduate and you're trying to like help connect them um, with the industry, would you say, would you say you're more active in one side or the other of like their graduation, either while they're still enrolled or post-graduation?
1: No, our focus is get them early. Um, so we start in ninth grade. Um, you know, with our panels, we can start anytime. You know, if you've got student, you know, stu- you know senior students or junior students and you want to bring them into the program, we can do that. Um, but we make the panels open to grades 9 through 12. And um, and we, we charge by the panel, not by the student. So our mission is to get as many students educated in these fields as we can. So we invite the schools to invite as many students as are interested in a STEM career. And maybe they don't even know that they're interested in a STEM career. Just come and check it out and listen to the stories and you know, listen to the, the academic pathway, and you might find something that you never considered. But um, we make it affordable to schools. Our mission is to um, to en- engage as many students as we can in these um, in an interest, and then take that interest and foster it and grow it and support it. And then when they're uh, in their high school, uh, uh, their their senior year. Um, to pair them with a mentor or mentors in an industry of interest, in a career of interest, so that when they go through their post-secondary activities and, you know, typically it's a college path, but maybe not, um, they have somebody in their sphere of influence now who is in, in industry and can help them. And um, you know, And, you know, like I said, STEM is hard. And so, you know, giving them the encouragement, Um, keeping them on track, talking to them about the things that are important, how to manage their time, um, you know, how to, how to, you know, best use their study skills, um, you know, the opportunity to reach out to um, a network, you know, in school to, um, to work together to get through these courses. Um, Those, 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 you know, those, um, those, um, that kind of mentoring is, is really invaluable. Um, for every step of the way. And it it serves two purposes. It allows for students to be more successful because now they have an advocate and somebody who is um, is helping them um, think through and work through um, their college years. They are also learning invaluable skills in communication, in how to work with professionals, um, how to be accountable, how to be accountable for their time, how to follow instruction and report back. Those are all skills that are critically important in business. And they're also learning um, how to work for the culture of the company. So the company is looking to invest them in them and hire them. And, and, um, and, you know, and, and, and that investment is that that mentoring you know, component that they're taking these professionals to, you know, during their their business time to work with students, right? But um, but companies also know the cost of a um, of a cultural mismatch, right? So you can hire somebody on on skills, and if it's a it, if it's not a match for culture, then it just doesn't work. And so um, it's an opportunity then for the companies to make this investment in their future workforce, foster that the growth and development of that individual, but also. Um, Create the awareness of the culture and how to work so that when they are employed, they're a good fit.
0: Yeah, so having having a good fit for the people that you're going to be serving is definitely very impactful. Um, You had mentioned that you work with uh, a number of different corporations in the in the health industries. Are there any like in particular that you guys work with? Um, I guess uh, we know you work with school are there any like other in particular companies that you guys work with
1: we work with uh, with company with pharmaceutical companies biotech companies um, clinical medicine medical devices um, uh, behavioral health Uh, is an industry that you know that desperately needs professionals and students typically don't know what those careers look like and they Just like all the companies, they need PR and HR and, you know, um, finance and, uh, you know, all different kinds of of, um, careers um, in those industries, as well as direct patient care. Um, So, um, and and we work with everything from, um, you know, companies with 500 people to tens of thousands of people you know, global, global companies, you know, as well. And um, they, they all have amazing uh, benefits. They also have amazing cultures and growth trajectory and, but they all have one common theme and every one of them is dedicated to having people live their best life. And there's something very special about having a career where you also are contributing to a better society and that's very meaningful for us.
0: It's very fulfilling for the individual for the student as well. Um, do you see any of the students tend to gravitate towards other portions of the of the STEM field that may not be related to health or do you guys mainly just work on the on the health aspect because there's also like engineering and manufacturing and um, uh, stuff like that. Well,
1: you know what? It's all related, Jared. So when you think of manufacturing, think about pharmaceutical manufacturing, right? It's there's a huge need in pharmaceutical manufacturing, huge, um, and we saw it during COVID. You know, we could develop the vaccines based on the science that we already had, and you know, and it and it, tra- it it changed the trajectory of the pandemic because we had the technology to build. Upon you know to create these vaccines, but we couldn't turn them out fast enough um, because of our our deficits in in pharmaceutical manufacturing. Pharmaceutical manufacturing has very strict protocols, and so um, you know in in um, in working to to produce something as quickly as we needed to to uh, to get this vaccine across the world. Um, was a huge, you know, task on a system that that wasn't set up to manufacture that quickly, and and so you know, bravo to the pharmaceutical companies who were really innovative and and uh, worked together to produce as much vaccine as they could. But the um, the deficit continues, and we you know we have students that want to go into tech. Well, that's great because there's so much opportunity in tech. As it relates to healthcare, you know, look at the Apple watch that can, that can, you know, check your heart rate and and your respiration, look at the wearables, you know, that, that can, you know, that can report back on all, you know, different body systems and, you know, as a, as a, you know, if you're a runner and, and, or, you know, you're exercising, those are really great in the moment, uh, feedback opportunities that you, that you can, you know, that you can look in terms of endurance and, and, um, and, 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 you know, and, and uh, um, you know, sustained uh, uh, improvement. Um, and it goes way beyond that. You know, look at what we're doing in AI and healthcare um, and predictive analytics. It's absolutely changing uh, how we look at research, how we look at uh, utilization of facilities and, uh, and workforce. Um, you know, if, if we know that there are ebbs and flows of, you know, certain, um, certain demands, we can operate more efficiently and at lower cost. Um, so there's all kinds of opportunity, um, you know, in, in, uh, in, in engineering and healthcare, there are thousands of careers in uh, where, you know, biomedical engineering, software engineering and you know, uh, in, in healthcare, I could go on and on. Uh, so many opportunities. So really anything, you know, when we talk about STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, we have an extra M for manufacturing uh, because it's that important.
0: Right. And that's the beautiful thing, I guess, about the healthcare industry. It's just so broad. Right? There's so many different ways, and it is all interconnected. Like people that like to work on computer programs, I mean, that's patient information systems that hospitals use right there, yep. It's and definitely-
1: cybersecurity is a big issue. You know if you have if you're in a hospital room and you're connected to a device and that are you know a monitor, that monitor feeds into the computer and the medical record, that then becomes hackable, right? Um, so, you know, all kinds of things to consider. And, and so, um, and, you know, hackers are getting more and more sophisticated and we have to stay one step ahead. So that's right. a, that's an area that is very, uh, very much in need and it's 24 seven. So the need is always there.
0: Right. Um, it is it can be very overwhelming for a new student, especially a very young Person entering a new career to understand everything that is available. I think it's great with the direction that you guys are providing in order to help kids make educated decisions about their futures. I'd I'd like to ask you a little bit about any kind of struggles you might have had when it came to founding HealthWorks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what year did would you say you guys um, officially became official?
1: Um, I would say about uh, 2014. Um, uh, our bylaws were, you know, as I, I said, we're a nonprofit. Our bylaws were created before that, but that was when our, we got our first significant funding and we were able to develop the curriculum and develop our board and you know, really operate as a company. Um, I think that um, the vision for HealthWorks was to create an awareness of careers across you know, this broad industry um, and next generation skills. Um, and, um, you know, increase the numbers of students and diversity, you know, in the number of students. But, um, but it was also very important that students have the academic proficiency to be um, successful. And that's why we started with the curriculum first, because we understood that STEM education it isn't pre- present in some schools. And, um, and the quality of STEM education varies significantly between schools. And so we wanted to be able to um, provide a high quality STEM curriculum that could be implemented in any school, Um, urban, suburban, rural, um, any geography, um, public, private, charter, faith-based. We're not at virtual schools yet, but we could be. but we wanted to level the playing field, so that if we, if our goal was to in, include students from all backgrounds, we had to be able to provide this to all schools, in all backgrounds.
0: Be a multi-tool.
1: But what happened with COVID um, was that the um, the sudden shift from in school to uh, to virtual to hybrid and back and forth, and then all of the complications with the pandemic. Made it very difficult to implement a new curriculum. St- you know, teachers were just overwhelmed. They still are. Uh, but just catching up from the learning loss from the last three years has just been astounding. So, I, I, if if there's any struggle, I would say that implementing the curriculum has been the hardest thing. But um, but along with that curriculum, our model was in-person visits to industry. You know, to see a day in life and hear the stories and um, and so that didn't happen during the pandemic, but the good that came out of it was that we developed these virtual panels. And so now our panelists come from anywhere in the country. We could have them from anywhere in the world, and um, and our panels can be delivered to any school anywhere as long as they have an, uh, an internet connection and a Zoom link. And um, and that exponentially uh, grows our reach uh, for schools, and it makes the uh, the entry point very, very easy.
0: So across the US, do you guys tend to operate more actively in certain states over others or certain geographic areas over others? Where would you say most of your um, work is done?
1: Um, we have, tradition to date we've worked in uh new jersey pennsylvania and delaware um that's where we currently work um the uh but given our model uh it can be implemented anywhere and um and you know what we see ourselves too is um you know a competitive advantage for schools um you know we offer something that um that is a unique Uh, value proposition for schools, and it serves two purposes. Um, It differentiates the school um, for focusing on, for the opportunity to expand students' awareness of careers, um, their preparation, um, their connection with industry, and the likelihood that they would be more successful in a career that they've had this opportunity to explore. And that they're really connected and dedicated to, um, and you know, um, both my kids went to private schools, and we know that successful alumni, you know, support schools, and you know, they do more when they make more. Um, so you know, we want to impact that trajectory as well, um, and um, and you know, with these with these panels, with this uh, you know, the virtual component that you know, our, our mentoring program can be virtual as well. So there's no limit on um, uh, where we can bring this program.
0: I was imagining that there, there might be some sort of limitations when you said that you do a lot of in-person meetings. So I was curious if there's like a lot of travel that you guys do with going around, but I'm sure just operating ar- across those those few states um, that, that, get, that can certainly take time visiting um, schools from all over.
1: Well, you know, it doesn't need to be that way. That was the way it was before the pandemic. But now everything is virtual.
0: Oh, that's true. So yeah.
1: So I can meet with the schools. I can um, introduce the program. Uh, we bring the we design the um, the work that we do together. Um, we have a suite of of, um, of panel selections um, and uh, and industries. Um, so we select, you know from year to year what the school would like to do. And, uh, and then we set the dates and then we go from there. We source the, uh, the panelists, we, we do all the prep work, we do a run of show, we provide a, um, a flyer for the schools to circulate among the students so that they know what they're gonna be talking about, who they're going to be meeting. And, um, and the school just sets up a, uh, uh, a venue for the students to, to participate in the panel. So it can be from their computer. Um, it can be from home. They just, you know, go into the link, or it can be um, at school. We've done it in the school library. We've done it in the auditorium. Whatever works best for the school, and uh, and we conduct the panel, and then we follow it up with um, the student surveys, and then we give them the results. So they're able to to show what the um, what the um, what the result is from everything that we do.
0: Data driven.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> I would imagine that when you work with the schools, since they always have, you know, a new incoming freshman class every year, mm-hmm. that you typically work with the same school for for a certain time period. And I, I also imagine you guys are uh, consistently trying to, like, grow with the network of schools and the schools that you meet with. What, what, what does that growth effort look like for HealthWorks Academies when you're trying to... Um, bring in new schools for you guys
1: well you know uh we try to get the word out as much as we can about our program and we do you know programs like this and others to you know to let people know uh, we are a best kept secret Um, but uh but you know the um we have uh we have a, a vast number of industry partners uh and industry affiliates um waiting for more schools so um so the door is open for more schools um and and there's no limit um um so you know uh, just just getting the word out and uh and letting them know that we are here
0: that you're here and uh, ready and willing to help
1: yep doors open red carpet is at the door <laughs> and the welcome sign is up <laughs>
0: So one of the last questions I was hoping to ask you, and we do ask schools this question quite a bit on this podcast. Is there anything that you would like to see happen local, state or federal level of government that might make it easier for you guys to connect students with careers like this and basically like a little easier for you guys to function?
1: You know, I would say that There are many uh, programs for apprenticeships. and I know here in Pennsylvania we have significant funding for apprenticeships and that's a wonderful thing. Um, but I would love to see that expanded for programs that um, that's that invest in students' career development <clears throat> because an apprenticeship is not really appropriate for every career trajectory. Right. But career awareness is critically important, and we just don't do enough. Industry is is moving at the speed of light, and education um, is trying to serve so many masters. They just don't uh, often know about these career opportunities and where the industry is going, where the trends are going. So, a program like ours is invaluable for students and teachers and counselors and principals and outcomes data to be able to demonstrate. That they're educating their students for what's next, and um, and I would love to see investment in that arena because it's so critically important. We we you know we see, you know tragically we see kids that go to to school and spend you know a lot of money in education, and then um, and then um, low paying jobs when they graduate, and um, and and it's just an unfortunate setup. And um, with our connections with industry, we're able to connect with them with, student, with, school, with um, careers that are in demand, that are well-paying and have a career ladder and, um, and are much more likely to have the students be successful over their work lifetime. And we're really dedicated to the best possible trajectory uh, for the students. And to reach their greatest potential in their service to the industry.
0: When we started the podcast, you had mentioned about the the three goals that you guys have: um, connecting students, building the diversity, and preparing them for like the high level performance high level performance careers. Um, I'd like to know that if you were to have like your own personal billboard or like a message for a community somewhere, is there a motto or, a uh, just a quick phrase that's kind of like your. This is what HealthWorks believes in that you would that you would want people to know about you.
1: Well, I think that our tagline says it all: transforming education um, and talent development. Um, you know what we see in education is very much what we saw when I was in high school. A lot of it hasn't changed. Um, And we just don't do enough to prepare students for what's next, whether it's college or not college, or whether it's, you know, a professional industry, a high level industry, an entry level industry, uh, our career, um, but with the skills that give them the opportunity to grow. And, um, and we know that the healthcare industry is changing, it must, the population is changing, the demands are changing, the workforce is changing, the cost of education, of uh, uh, healthcare is, is, um, is um, growing at an astronomical rate and we can't afford to deliver care the way that we currently do. And so what we really want to see is the transformation in industry. That's where we go to work. We're in high schools. We're transforming the minds of students. We're increasing their awareness. We're connecting them with industry and we're transforming their education so that we can transform this industry.
0: Well, that is a beautiful statement. And I think you guys are doing an incredible work, truly. Um, Impactful goals will lead to impactful changes. Um, From your experiences, this this is actually the last question I have for you, but from your experience with everything that you've done, do you have any other unique moment or funny story or lesson that you've learned that you'd like to share with us? Sure,
1: um, you know, it's, it's funny that you asked that. Um, I had a job that I loved. I was working as an executive coach uh, for a global uh, um, a leadership development company. I joined them because I wanted to make transformational change in healthcare and that's what I had the opportunity to do and I loved it. But when I saw the, the trajectory for uh, population, Cost, talent, um, all of the, all of the, the, trajectories were moving in the wrong direction, <laughs> and saw that we were headed for a cliff, and that's where HealthWorks Academies initially started. But I had the opportunity. My husband was a physician, and we used to host dinners on Friday nights once a month, and um, and we had specialists that we referred to that were our friends, and they're you know the doctors, their wives. Um, you know, and sometimes the wives were doctors as well. And, and uh, you know, uh, so we would get together, you know, different people, different groups, you know, about once a month. But I had this wonderful opportunity to ask them, what was your almost certain future in high school? And they would smile and they would tell me uh, about uh, what they thought they were going to do and why. And then what happened? And what happened was always a happenstance. Every single time the common thread, something happened. And I was able to ask that question of hundreds of professionals in the health sciences. And what occurred to me was if all of these professionals who were making such a difference in their careers we're only there because something happened. What would happen if we worked with high school students and we created the happenstance? And that's what we do with our panels. When they hear the stories, when they meet the people and they meet people who look like them and they see what they've done and they see you know where they failed They've seen where they've been successful. They see where they took a risk and an opportunity, but everything happened with a happenstance. And so with those panels, we create the happenstance where students look at something and see something that they've never seen before.
0: It's uh, a lot can change in just one little moment. And that's exactly what those
1: moments. That's exactly what we found with everyone I talked to it was just it was really striking but everybody had that single moment where something happened and it changed their their path.
0: That is a that's a beautiful story. I really, <laughs> I, really, I, really, I really like that a lot. And It seems like the the roots of Healthworks Academies is very pure.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We're excited about this work. Yeah. And it's very really gratifying. And, um, and there's something very magical about having students see something for themselves that they never saw before because it changes their academic performance. It changes their behaviors. It changes their uh, vision of what's possible. And, uh, and you know that's where the light bulbs go on. And it's just a beautiful thing to see.
0: Very fulfilling, very fulfilling. Thank you. All right. Well, um, I believe we are out of time. So we're going to uh wrap up this interview. And thank you very much, Dale, for uh coming on and sharing us with uh all about what Health Works Academies da- does. I think you guys have a, a wonderful mission and something that's very that's very important.
1: Thank you, Jared, and thank you for the opportunity to uh, share our mission with your audience.
0: Oh really
1: it, was,
0: it was our pleasure. And uh, everyone that's watching, tune in next time. Um, And we hope you have a great day. Thank you.